Drums, please. a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance give me a soft subtle mix and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the bass and let the alpine blast pop in my cd and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime Summer, summer, summer time. And we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, waxers. If you will. Welcome to the Nostalgia Wax Podcast. My name is Frank, joined alongside by my friend, my co-host, Josh. Wax on, Josh. Wax on summer vacation, Frank. How you feeling this evening? Spectacular. Hot. Ooh, that... You did you growl at me? And I tried to roll my ah, I can't do that like that. I have to go. That's not that's not rolling. It's not exactly rolling. That's you're just stuttering. You're dribbling at that point. Yes, it sounds like you're having a stroke or something. Really, really. I got nothing. Is this wait? Is this a legit thing? Yeah, you can't roll your R's. No. I had my tonsils removed. Maybe that has something to do with it. No, I don't know. it has nothing to do with no, it. No, I'm pretty sure That's it has weird. everything to do with it. Wait, do it. Try it one more time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about ish you can't do, all right? Come on. There's nothing that I can't do. Except for if you listened to the last episode, Roof. I can't do that. Rough. <laughs> Rough. Rough. Roof. Roof, roof, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I'm feeling super. Feeling super hot. Super hot? Yeah, super hot. Do you hot know... times, I'm in the city. Back you... of my neck and dirty gritty. Did you know that uh, Super Hot VR comes out very soon? Actually, by the time this episode airs, it'll already be out. I don't know what that is. It's as if, imagine that you wanted to be Neo in the Matrix. Oh. I mean, Whoa. has that thought ever? Whoa. Kung Fu. Whoa. This is, that's good. Yeah, that's good Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So basically, you get to be Neo in the Matrix, and people, it's like a puzzle game, but the puzzle is to kill the people in the room. So time only moves when you do. So, like, there'll be three guys sitting there ready to pull guns on you, and there'll be a gun on the table. So, like, as you reach for the gun, then they start to move too. So they'll move towards their guns and you can fire off shots and then it, it can be like bullet time and the bullets will, because it only moves, time only moves when you move. So you like move your head to the side like this and you watch the bullet go by. Like, 
it's all in VR. It's all amazing. So probably not like a great game for Michael J. Fox to play. Why do you ever? Why? Got you again, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> it's been it's been like 11, 11, 12 episodes since you since you roasted Fox. <laughs> Tasty. Have you ever had roasted fox? Who hasn't? Me. <laughs> you haven't lived, my friend. You haven't lived until you've had roasted fox. Are we here this evening to talk about roasted fox? No, we are not here to talk about roasted fox. I know, shocker, everybody, but we are actually Number here. one roasted fox podcast. <laughs> Somebody yelp it. I don't know what's happening upstairs, but if people can hear that, I, I something, I don't know. Yeah, someone's working on the pipes. All right. Someone's laying some pipe. Hey, no. that's my wife up no, there. No, no, that's, that's not what's happening. That better not be what's happening. <laughs> Shoot, maybe you should go check. No. <laughs> Last thing I want to do is walk in on that. No, yeah, just, <laughs> let, let everything play itself out. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully everything's okay. <laughs> yep, no, I don't have a text, so... <laughs> safe and it doesn't appear that anything's leaking so i think we're okay i hope so i hope so all right so yeah <laughs> we're we're in the middle the midst midst the midst, midst of, in the of summer yes and i thought what better time to talk about what it was like back in the day when we were young. When we were when we were young. Ooh, killers. I was going a little Ahmed action. You you are familiar with Ahmed. Ahmed Johnson? Back Pearl in the River day Plunge. when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. Some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the day when I was just... Okay. All right, that's it. Yeah, you can't go to that first verse. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that'll, get us, that'll get us into a different section of the iTunes score. <laughs> so our white guys dropping the N-bomb. Nope, yeah, can't no, do it. No, you can't do that. So summer vacation. Yes. That time when you were young and summer vacation where it may have been simply eight weeks roughly. Yeah. More than that. Eight to 12? Eight eight, to, I, would eight to to, I would say closer to 12. Really? No, maybe closer to 10. I think about, it was like mid-June to like the end of August, basically. Yes. Yes. McMath it. <laughs> McMath it. Hashtag McMath. So that that time where it felt like it went on for years. It did. You, back did, then. Did you know that I recently found out why that is? Why? Why, why time seem to last longer when we were kids because our planet is actually being sucked into a black hole and when you get older you're at the top of the black hole so time moves faster and when you're younger the gravity effect i'm pretty sure there's science involved with it that's uh, accurate though i was gonna say tom cruise oh you are right damn it <laughs> no the reason is that Whenever we have a new experience, which we have more often as we're younger, whenever we're experiencing something for the first time, it puts one of those like lasting kind of tags into our brain. Mm. And the more lasting tags that we have in our brain, basically the slower our mind conceives the time because we're constantly learning. Whereas as we get older, when we start to repeat some of the stuff that we've done before, where it's not as memorable, 
our brain doesn't tag it as much. So it seems like the time flies by much faster because you don't have those defining moments that you had as a youth. So the solution to make time go go slower as adults mm-hmm. is to have more defining moments. Yeah, but I don't got anything about time for that. I'm too lazy. <laughs> Sounds too difficult. <laughs> I, I just I feel that we can do it. We just need to have a constant like Rocky soundtrack underneath everything we do every day. Like how cool would it be just like walk into the office one day and just like punch somebody out of no reason? Like that's a new experience. Uh, you're inferring that I don't constantly have a soundtrack <laughs> running through my brain at all points in time. So what would your soundtrack be if you had any soundtrack going through your head at all times? Uh, it varies. Oh, okay. I, 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 it depends on the situation. I found myself very, uh, as somebody who suffers from some depression from time to time, I find myself usually wanting to figure out what song I want to be playing when I fu- I'm found dead. That is when you're found dead. Yes. So I, I picture it not by my own means, but by like a car accident. Ah. Like I picture like an upside down vehicle with tires still spinning and the radio still playing. See, this is interesting. This is very interesting because I have pictured things like that. Mm-hmm. Not though people finding me dead, but at like say my funeral, what song would oh, I that want too, to yeah. play? Yeah. So mine is always. I picture a car upside down, tires still spinning, and like that slow pan around, like down to just see my lifeless body. And like, yeah, it's very cinematic. It's, <laughs> it's just constantly. But the song that I always have playing that just for somehow it, it resonates Yellow Lead Better by Pearl Jam. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. That'd be a good chance. Like, I feel it would be like a poetic end. Dude, I, I would watch your death if it was oh, to, thanks. to Yellow Lead Better. Highest rated death ever. <laughs> <laughs> See, now we're, we're connecting on another level because it seems as though you live your life as if you're constantly being filmed like yes, I do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> summer vacations is coming, folks. World's number one darkest podcast. <laughs> yeah. Do you... For me, one thing that I always remember as a child is the beginning of sitcoms or the beginning of other shows where it would be like somebody be doing something and all of a sudden it like freeze frame like yeah, <laughs> and it would be like just it would say their name like yeah. what the the actor was so it'd be like just doing some shenanigans yeah. and like yeah like burp and then you're just like Joey Lawrence yeah Joey. Do you, always, do you still do your own freeze frames? <laughs> I used to do it in the back of my, my parents' car when we'd be like going to stores <laughs> and stuff. And for some reason, it was like always whenever Alan Allman. Yeah. I got it right this time. You Alan, did. Alan Allman, uh, Pillow Talk would be on and the taxi theme would come on. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, I just always pictured myself just like... <laughs> Wait, where were you driving with your parents at? Like, Alan Alman didn't come on till like 10 o'clock at night. I would remember, like, we'd go shopping at, like, the Macomb Mall and things like that. And that was late. I'd be in the back. Late night shopping, son. I'd be back in the back of the Aerostar van and Alan Alman would be playing and I'd just, I'd start posing. (laughs) Wow. Stupid. (laughs) It's 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 just totally stupid. It's awesome. It connects us on another level. Okay. So, again, reel it back in, reel it back in. Summer vacation. 
summer vacays. The time when we felt like we had ages, now we understand, thanks to Frank's scientific <laughs> description of why time went so slow. And Tom Cruise. First day out of school, do you yes. remember that feeling you got? When, like, do you, Was there like sadness because you were leaving a certain teacher? Were you excited? Just like, get me the F out of here. Yeah, it was never sadness. Even though I liked all my teachers, I was a good student, and I performed well. Teachers liked me, liked my teachers. There was never sadness. It was always excitement. And that very last day was always filled with some sort of shenanigans. Did you get involved in those last day of school shenanigans like shaving cream fights or things like that? Not shaving cream fights. I remember they tried to tie like maybe a field day every once in a while to like one of the last couple days of school. Sure. So there was always a lot of kickball. Yeah. Not so much dodgeball at that time, but a lot of, I don't know what kind of tournaments we had other than kickball. Like Red Rover, Red Rover, send Franklin on over. Red Rover or King of the Hill. You know, games that they can't play anymore because, heaven forbid, any child plays Red Rover or King of the Hill now. God There'd forbid. There'd be lawsuits all over the place. Absolutely. We didn't actually, or I shouldn't say we because... My friends would, but my mom would not allow me to go into the shaving cream fights. Uh-huh. She wouldn't allow shaving cream fights. What she opted for were was much more of a delicious route, and that was whipped cream oh, can fights. Now, let me tell you, shaving cream shoots a lot harder and faster than trying to shoot cans of whipped cream out. That just doesn't work. It was delicious, but mom, it didn't work. Mom didn't work yeah but you could always use it as a whip it and yeah all i did was just <sniffs> ah, last day of school feels so floaty <laughs> <laughs> congratulations that's the funniest thing you've ever said on this show <laughs> floaty right now eric's just shaking his head because i'm still consistently laughing at my own jokes that's all right <laughs> It's what you do best. That and Randy Newman. Shout out to Extra Secret Podcast. That's all. <laughs> it's a, all right. Awesome. My my big thing for when I was, I remember vividly one of the last days of school for me. Yeah. I had this awesome Voltron toy. Ah, Voltron. We've discussed the knockoffs of Transformers. And Voltron was better than Transformers in many ways. In many ways that they were like... Lions. Yeah? All of them? All of Ultron was a lion, yeah. <laughs> no, did they form one big lion or they each were lions? They formed one big Voltron. <laughs> they were each lions and they transformed. <laughs> what do you transform into? An arm. <laughs> yeah. What are you? I'm a foot. Yeah. I'm no good on my own, but if I get my buddies here, you watch your ass. So I remember bringing, I had all five of the lions and I could form the full Voltron. Sure. And there was a big sandbox at school. Okay. You had a sandbox at school? It was like, it was, uh, I don't, it wasn't necessarily like a sandbox, but it was like part of the schoolyard where there was abundance of just sand. Just a lot of sand. There was just a lot of sand there. So it was... It was just there. Interesting. Okay. wasn't really a sandbox, but gotcha. the sand went down. There was no box. Half. It was just sand. Yes, exactly. So playing with Voltron and okay. messing around, and I remember the story of the day was that the Red Lion was out for adventure on his own. 
This is fantastic. Very quick side note. Wasn't it amazing just making up these stories yes. on your own, playing with Absolutely. these figures? Like, far better than any movie or television show you ever watched. Absolutely. Because you were controlling it, and you had you had creative control over it all. It, it was, was the most amazing thing on you this You were the writer, the director. Nobody could tell you that the story sucked because there weren't critics coming and critiquing. No, no. And in fact, I recently, sometimes I will, because my daughter will do this now with the toys she has. And now to my, my son is studying to an extent. But my daughter really gets into it. She creates songs and everything. It's like big musical numbers she puts on. But she gets, like, anytime I'm watching, she's like, Dad... You're not supposed to watch this. And I was like, oh, okay. So I will have to wait until she's in a room. And then I seriously will crack the door a little bit. And I spend like good half hour, 45 minutes just watching her. Because she's in her own world. And I remember doing that as a kid. And it was spectacular. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It, no, it really is. It's a little creepy that you're watching your daughter that way. But it's it's kind of cool. I, but I, I mean, but you have to. Well, but <laughs> it's cool when you hear the explanation. But if I just walked into your house and I'm like, what are you doing? Just staring at my daughter. Just <laughs> I'd have been like, what side of the Mason-Dixon line are we on again? What's happening? Yeah. I'm just wondering how low I got to cut the legs off the chair. You know that one, don't you? Were you uh, Billy Bob Thornton from Sling Blade? The one that, what, what they say down south? How old's the girl? She's old enough when her feet touch the floor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> If your feet don't touch the floor, then you get a saw and you cut off some leg. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, Did we just lose all of our South of the Mason-Dixon listeners? You inferred that there was a heavy population (laughs) listening. We're entertaining your brother, let's face it. True story. So the Red Lion, in all his escapades, Mm -hmm. broke away from Voltron without having his own day, and he found himself trapped in quicksand. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm there. That's all I got for you for right now. Okay. Whoa. Yep. Suspense. Suspense. Wow. Now people got to stick around to the end of the, the show to find out. I'm on pins and needles yeah. and sand. Okay. <laughs> so, throughout the rest of summer vacation. Yes. Did you ever run into, I, me personally, I'm, we're not going to have to necessarily get into religious beliefs, anything like that. Sure. But I find myself skewed a little bit more towards just like, I'm the kind of person like, hey, whatever anybody wants to worship, let them worship as yes. long as they're not harming animals or people. Hey, whatever you want to do. 100%. Don't, don't try to put your beliefs on me. Nope. And we're good. Can't stand that. But back in the day, I did hear of this magical world called Vacation Bible School. V-B-S. V-B-S. That's what the kids on the street called it. The kids on the street or the kids in the bus. <laughs> Vacation Bible School. I am familiar, my friend. I did also attend uh, a vacation Bible school. So what was your experience? How did you find out? How did you get involved? Oh, nothing I wanted to actually go to myself. It was just something that was forced on me by my mom. She would say, hey, this will be a good thing. You can go to vacation Bible school and have fun learning about God and Jesus and angels and things i said all right sounds good now this is coming from a child though who grew up catholic so i grew up going Uh. to church 
every single Sunday. And I grew up going to catechism every single Monday. And let me just tell you, catechism is the flipping worst. Is it? Yeah, it's absolutely terrible. Well, okay, Josh, let's just paint this picture for you. Say you're a young child. All you want to do is go out with your friends and have a good time on Monday. School's out. You get home from school. Hey, it's time to go out and, you know, do some fun things. And then your mom says, you got catechism. Uh, mom, why do I have to go to I just went to church yesterday. Nah, God, I don't want to go to catechism. Not going to go. It was the worst. It was like an hour out of my day. It ruined, it ruined Mondays. But Mondays were shot. It was like go to school, then go to catechism, which is like second school with God. And then, <laughs> then I go home and watch. I don't know whatever was on Mondays. I don't even remember. But it, it was just it was a nightmare. So so it would be like normal school. What's two plus two? Four. God <laughs> What's, school. What's two plus two? Seven. Why? Because God said so. <laughs> What's two plus two? Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a fish, because Jesus made it. <laughs> but what about the dinosaurs? Get out of my classroom. Go sit in the hall. Oh, Lord. You think about what you just said. We're going to hell. <laughs> so my experience with Vacation Bible School was there would be just, we were living in a trailer park at the time. Yeah. And there'd be this van that would come by. And it'd be like a bunch of people in the van. No. I swear to God. No. Like a bigger, like the bus type van. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. And they'd just be rolling around. They're all singing. They're having a good time. You're like, you know, Joshua like, fought the battle of Jericho. <laughs> Jericho. Jer-. I'm like, these guys are cool. They're I, singing in my name. I, and I'm, I, I can go fight battles too for Jericho. I Let wanna, me go. I want to be on that bus. I got to find me a way on this bus. Like, I want to be with you. So I remember, like, they said, hey, little boy, what are you doing? (laughs) You want to learn about Jesus? Who? What? Doesn't matter. Just get in this van. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And I was like, what what, what do you guys do? Oh, we we go and, like, we go to the gym and we, like, play basketball and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I... I like basketball. I like basketball. So I talked to my parents, and they're like, oh, yeah, if you want to go, go. So they let me get on the so bus. So the next with time the bus came by, you just flagged them down and yeah. jumped. There was nothing like your parents had to sign or you just got, Perhaps. On, a, you got on the random. Perhaps. I remember going to this place, and they tried to teach me about Jesus. And I was like, when are we playing basketball? Yeah, we, I, I, I was... Excuse me, I was told there would be basketball. <laughs> there would be basketball. <laughs> so we'd play some basketball, and then we'd sing songs about Jesus. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, we are the boosters. Yes, indeed. Bible time boosters, can't you see? Wow. Yeah. It, see, it's, it's ingrained. It's, yeah. it's in there. Yeah. So it, it, it was fine. Like, sure. Whatever. But yeah. yeah, once I realized it had a lot to do with, with God and Jesus, I mm-hmm. was pretty much... Yeah, no, I'm more about Michael Jordan and <laughs> Nikes. <laughs> I'd just like to play basketball, please. I just want to play basketball. Yeah. Don't want to play Jesus ball. No. Sounds terrible. So as opposed to vacation Bible school, uh, other things that I did over summer. Yeah. Summer camp? Ooh, summer camp. Did you ever go to summer camp? Now, I didn't go to a summer camp per se. My closest camp experience was very close 
to the beginning of summer. If it probably was about the beginning of June, and it was in fifth grade, we had a summer camp retreat thing that we we would go to. So during the week, it was like uh, like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We would bus out to some campsite. I don't even know where it was, uh, but it, all I knew as is a that, family or no, 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 no. This was like a school sponsored event. Okay. So in like all the fifth graders would just go to this camp, boys and girls go to this camp. And again, no idea where it was. All I knew was that it didn't matter where it was. In my mind, it was Crystal Lake and Jason was going to somehow murder me. Jason's going to murder you no matter what. You're not going to be able to escape. (laughs) Where are you going? What are you doing right now? Oh, God. What are you getting? What are you doing? Josh is gone. It's just me now. Me and you. You, the audience. He can't hear me. I'm whispering. He's trying to find out where he put something. I don't know where it is. I don't think he does either. He's yelling now. I hope it's not a knife. If this is the last time you hear the words coming out of my mouth, know that I'm the man. I repeat, I'm the man. And you're back. And I'm back. Yeah. No idea what you said, but <laughs> I will find out in the post-ups, I'm sure. Uh, sure. So, because mine was also sponsored by school. Ah, uh, Was it fifth grade as well? Was this like a thing that the school did? This was... Fifth into sixth grade. So that's like the same thing. This must have been like a, it must have been a Michigan thing. Very much so. Very much so. So they would take us out into the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake, pretty much. And they would make us do summer camp. Okay. And it was okay. Like I remember I I had some fun, but I was kind of like the chubby kid and I started to get picked on around that time. So it was very I much. Hate kids. Yeah. I, I, can I tell you that I am just not looking forward to my kids growing up because I, I hate, I hate kids. I hate bullies. I, it just it annoys me. Like it's going to take every ounce of me not to punch a little kid in his face the first time they say something mean but, to, to any of my kids. But little kids, they they kind of deserve it. Yeah, they do. They all deserve it. And you know what? Fuck their parents, because that's what it's. That's where they're not raising those children right. Did I ever show you this? No, no, no. no. You've broke out some yearbook, and you have never shown this to me. Is this gonna be? Is this gonna be little Josh? Oh yeah, little Josh. There he is. I'm little Josh. I still, still the same <laughs> forehead. So, still the same forehead. Um. The thing that I remember most about camp is like campfires, and then somebody did come dressed up as Jason and chased a bunch of people. You're ishing. I swear to God. Oh man. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool slash terrifying. <laughs> cool in then. retrospect, but terrifying in the moment. They did it like one of the first nights, and so then like the rest of the week at camp, like some of us would like sneak out and go try to find Jason. Like, is he real? Like, was he out <laughs> is he there? Real? Like. What are you, what, freaking yeah. stupid? Yeah, like, what, why would you go looking for them? You're the reason that, yeah, th- th- those escapades are the reason they can make the movies, because there are dumb people that would go out in the woods looking for Jason if he was real. 
But the one thing I do remember is this kid by the name of Jay Benke. Jay Benke? Joe, Jay Benke. Joey Benke? Jay Benke. Oh, just Jay. And he wore a coonskin cap for oh, a duration of no, camp. Oh, no. So if there was ever anybody looking to get picked on, probably Jay Benke. Well, he was the king of the wild frontier, I guess. He, he was. <laughs> so much so that they immortalized it in the yearbook. Oh, no. Jay Benke. Upper right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jay Banky doing push-ups. I don't think he was actually doing push-ups. I think he rolled down the hill. Yeah, it looks like looks like Jay Banky didn't do much in the way of push-ups. Jay Banky, he... <laughs> wow. what oh, Good old Jay Banky. That's awesome. Jay Banky, what what are you doing nowadays, Jay Banky? I don't know. Reach out to the Nostalgia Wax I, podcast. I would love to Can know. we have you on? He's a taxidermist, obviously. <laughs> the only way he can come on is if he still has that coonskin cap. coonskin cap. Yeah, coonskin yes. cap. Like, I can't imagine. Like, if you were a kid, and l- l- let me put it this way. If yeah. your kid came to you and said, I'm going to camp. What are you taking? This coonskin cap. I'd be like, fire up. <laughs> <laughs> So you're that parent. Yeah, that's you're, awesome. You're do, the enabler. Rocket. Rock do it. You you do you, kid. You look awesome. While we're on the subject. Don't let anyone judge you. Look at look at this sexy beast. And by the way, there's a uh, a star rating there. Yes. Do you see me in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> I gave myself a star. Wow. Which if you skim back a couple pages, you'll see... What I did with the uh, the star rating, I think one more. Look at the top. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is you're not alone with this. So Josh has uh, he handed me his yearbook and class of '96. There is a small key that he wrote underneath class of '96. It has an X. X equals stupid. <laughs> star equals cool, and he has gone through the class and he has Xed. And starred the individuals that are stupid and that are cool. Everyone. This was a universal thing because I was going through old yearbooks not too long ago. Actually, when we when I moved my family from Illinois back here to Warren, and I'm going through old stuff, and I brought out an old yearbook, and sure as shit, there are crosses on people, and there are hearts on people, there are stars on people. I mean, this was. And this is before internet, ladies and gentlemen. Somehow all of us were just connected and knew that this sort of hierarchy system needed to be put in place. Yeah. I really do hate kids. Oh, here's a phone number. Maybe we should call some of these phone numbers. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. What is it? (laughs) Uh, Let's just read some of these. To Josh, a kid I thought was cool till he kicked me in the balls. <laughs> oh, okay. Why were, you, why were you just kicking kids in balls? I That's what you did on your summer vacation? You kick kids in balls? He probably deserved it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Josh, an awesome stud I have known. Have fun. Matt. An awesome dude. Why was Matt calling you a stud? Because he recognized, Frank. He <laughs> recognized. So back to camp. Okay. Back to camp. I remember late at night now, when you said the late at night Jason thing, didn't do anything as traumatizing or horrifying as that or as cool as that. 
But I was introduced to the, I, don't, I can't recall if it was peppermint or wintergreen lifesavers life at night. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> Have you done this before? Are you talking about, like, are, do they spark or something? Yes. So what you do is you, you put lifesavers in your mouth. I think it might have been peppermint, or it might not even matter. And what you do is you crunch them really quickly in the pitch black, and you can see sparks coming out from your teeth. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? If you chew <laughs> lifesavers, like mint, minty lifesavers, real quick, in the dark, they will create sparks. Were you... <laughs> I am blown away right now. This is amazing. It... Were you like practicing talking, like calling Candyman when you found this <laughs> out? What? What is this? You don't know this? No. Yeah, you pop them in your mouth, you chew it, and sparks fly out of your mouth. I know if you eat like you know, if you drink Coke and you swallow Mentos, you'll die. But <laughs> where was yeah, that Pop Rocks? It's somewhere along the lines of it. it's Pop Rocks, but yeah, Mentos probably too. Jesus, man. Yeah, dude. We need to next time it gets dark. We need to go buy some lifesavers and test out if this still works. Okay. Or if for some reason they were, I was just really high as a fifth grader. <laughs> they were <laughs> pumping in some, they were putting some form of drugs into our food it, and or beverages. Quite possibly could. Did you ever, like in the middle of summer, go up to school to like play on the playground or anything like that? Did you have like withdrawals <clears throat> from the monkey bars? Never had withdrawals, but. My elementary school wasn't exactly the closest to me. I got bused to school, so it wasn't a situation where I could easily ride up there. I do remember on occasions, because my aunt didn't live too far away from my elementary school, go there, and if we went up to there, it was more of a surreal feeling to be in that area when school wasn't in session. Yeah. And to this day, I still have dreams about going back to that elementary school when school is out and it being very eerie feeling. Mm -hmm. Like to this day, I still have those dreams. There was just something like it, it felt dead. Like yeah. there was nobody else there and you're yep. used to feeling like so much energy and life yeah. from a bunch of people just running around at like the playground. It's very bizarre. On that subject, I remember going to my school because I didn't live terribly far. Yeah. But we would go up from time to time and just mess around on the playground, go on the swings and stuff like that. And I was like, I should go get my red lion that's buried over there in the sand. And I was like, ah, I'll get it when I come back. <sighs> come on. Wait, I thought we were I thought we were going to the red lion story. Oh no, not yet. Damn it. Not ready. Not ready yet. Still, Shh. still percolating. Why? Wow, did you ever have teas? Did you ever have uh, different? Um, so, the carny carnivals, the Ooh. cheap rinky dink with like yeah. the gravitron and the pirate ship and the zipper. You know, you mentioned in our previous podcast that we did, you talked about your job at Kmart, and mm -hmm. what I associate Kmart with as a young child, often in these parking lots of Kmart, Kmart that would be very large, occasionally on the weekends or whatever, sometimes these 
carnivals would roll through and they would have all of those carny rides. It was never publicized or anything. It no. was just like you, you walk by one day and it's like, holy Christ, there's a merry-go-round <laughs> yeah. there. What's this all about? It was always the best. And like, you, yeah, it was out of nowhere and you'd be rolling by it. And all of a sudden you see, you know, like the, the tents, you see the big, uh, like the loop-de-loop, uh, whatever the hell that thing was, that, like the kind of roller coaster just was like a corkscrew kind of that just went upside down remember what i'm talking about it's like a big big circle i don't know that i went on that ever oh i, I never went on it it was terrifying but i always remember seeing it it was just a very, very big yeah circle. but i'm saying like when i was going to those i don't think that was around yet oh yeah gotcha. i know what you're talking about yeah but yeah no i don't think i was around for that but yeah you would just yeah that you're right they would pop out of nowhere no advertisement and then you just beg your parents like oh my god can we just stop in there real quick and it, it, it they they never let you. I remember going up there. It was in they put one in the parking lot of my school when I was Ooh. at Warren Woods Middle School. Wow, Warren, I drive by there every single day. Yeah, twelve and Chainer. Yeah, right yes. there. Yeah. So it was in the parking lot. So it may be coming shortly if you're That's still it. Well, here. I'm gonna keep eyes open. It, it might pop up, but I remember. Like, oh, I'm going to go. So a bunch of me and my buddies all went up there. And I think I had my brother with me. I think I was obligated to take him. And we went and we were like having a good time. And I think it was at the time was like 12 bucks and you got a wristband and you could ride all the rides. Baller. Yeah, totally. It was awesome because, you know, we're here all day. We're just going to ride every single ride. And I remember I was feeling pretty good. Yeah. And we went on like the Gravitron and the Gravitron was fun. Now, I remember somebody saying, like, oh, let's go on the pirate ship. Ooh, love me the pirate ship. So, for me, I was big time into roller coasters. I loved sure. roller coasters. I yeah. could go on it and never got sick, never got an upset stomach, anything. Sure. However, the pirate ship Nightmare Town? did me in. Nightmare. I don't know why. It was fine. I, but just something about that back and forth, like that. Yeah. Your stomach and your throat yeah. one minute. Yeah. And I remember getting off the pirate ship and I was like, that wasn't great. Like, I, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of the pirate ship. Like, not feeling good. And I remember I was sucking on a Jolly Rancher yeah. and the Jolly Rancher hit like the gag reflex in the back yeah. of my throat and yeah. just full reversal. Oh. It was terrible. You vomited like all over the I carnies? made it. No. <laughs> fortunately for them. <laughs> I made it to a trash can, but it was just, that was it. That was the end. I'm like, nope, no more of this. I'm never going to go on any of these rides again. You know, I did not like, I, I say awesome to the pirate ship now because now I love it. But when I was younger, I was terrified of all mm. that stuff. I hated everything, including roller coasters. Wouldn't ride them. I actually broke my roller coaster cherry on the Raptor at Cedar Point. When the, the first year that the Raptor came out. That was your first one? So that would have been That's I was pretty in ballsy. I was in middle school so that would have been 95 maybe 94 yeah. when the Raptor first came out and we went to Ride the skies. And we went to Cedar Point. I, I went with a buddy and I was not into roller coasters but you know Cedar Point has a lot of other stuff that you can go and hang around it and then this happened over the summer shortly after school got out. And I remember his dad was very adamant about getting us on 
the Raptor. And I was like, oh, fine. He's like, it's a new ride. It's nice and smooth. And finally, I just gave in. And I was like, fine, because I hated it. I, I always, all I did was just close my eyes, tense up, and just pray for it to be over, because I hated it. Hated the feeling, hated everything, right? So I get on the Raptor, and we start climbing up, and we're climbing up, and we're climbing. We keep climbing up, because for any of you Midwesterners, you know Cedar Point has, like, the tallest, fastest roller coasters in the United States. I mean, it's, it's the premier amusement park. We get to the top of the Raptor, and it does its little kind of dip, and then it starts to drop downhill. And I close my eyes and tighten them, and I said, you know what? Open your eyes, Frank. Open your eyes. It was my inner monologue. Daniel Stern was like, open your eyes, Frank. And right there in that moment, I knew. So I opened my eyes, and it was about halfway down. I opened my eyes, and I took it all in. We hit that first loop. Eyes still open. We hit that first kind of turn on the track, and from there... So, so there's one of two ways this can go. Sold. Awesome. There, I it, love for roller coasters. There, eyes open on every... I couldn't get enough of it. They had to drag me out of that park because I had been there so many times and not ridden these roller coasters. I was like, let's go, Magnum XL 200. I'm ready for you, biatch. And I was just so pumped about it. Why so everything. angry at the Magnum XL? Because I, I felt baller. My balls grew like 10 <laughs> times as big as they had been in the past. And I could take on the freaking world. <laughs> so when you were on the Raptor, did you guys have the first seat? Yeah. Like, were you in the front yeah. row? I was in the front row. Nothing for better row. than that it's... first, like, looking down and you're like, oh, this is awesome. Front row, uh, front row night Raptor is a really good yes. ride it's actually i would probably say one of the best in the park still I, I, to this day absolutely no i couldn't i haven't been to cedar point in ages because i don't have anybody to ride roller coasters we should make with. a trip because oh does your wife not ride coasters? no she does not ride roller really coasters. yeah damn it i was yeah. gonna say we should make a trip because should uh, we should double date it to cedar point because my wife is just killing to get back to cedar point i would love to go to cedar point and ride some of those rides but the raptor is the one that i miss the most that was yeah. my favorite yeah my favorite thing about cedar point the taffy. Thank you for coming in to Cedar Point. Or <laughs> thank you for deciding to ride the Magnum XL 2000. We're going to take you up 250 feet today, and we're going to drop you at a speed of 60 miles per hour, and your heart will go up in your throat. You may perhaps die, but that's okay, because we'll take care of you and get back here in 2 minutes and 22 seconds. Have a great time in America's favorite roller coaster park, Cedar Point. <laughs> yeah. See, you're giving them way too much credit, because it was more like... Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and then you get to the end and you finally hear America's roller coast. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> we talked about summer jobs on the last show, but God bless it. Those kids must have had like the worst. Dude, I have heard some crazy freaking stories about stuff yes. that's happened out there because they like live in a compound just slightly yes. outside the park yes. all summer long and just tons of shenanigans and crazy that shit goes on. I'm, I'm waiting for it to be like a crush thing where they roll in with tanks one day just to take out half the populace of Cedar, Cedar Point. Point employees. Uh, and some of the stuff that I've heard gone down makes me fear for the safety of the park. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like some of these people who are operating these things. Yep. Just like, I mean, most of the time, I, I just thought they were unenthused. Dude, those people were half in the bag when they're operating those coasters. In the bag? Well, hell, they just take the crystal meth to pick themselves <laughs> up the next day. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Ah, uh, America's Roller Coast. Saltwater America's taffy. Roller Coast. Saltwater Taffy I loved. So not a whole lot going on in the summer, but one of the things that you could always rely on. 
the library. Yeah, you could. Library was always there. And they always had, at least, I don't know how my mom would find out about these things, but she would always get us into like these, like either like story reads or like coloring arts and crafts activities. Like this shit that, especially as I got older, I just didn't want to be involved in. However, I had three younger brothers who were coming up who just ate that stuff up. So all of a sudden, it's like, here are some popsicle sticks and glue and make a make a cabin or some shit. And my brothers are all like, yeah. And I'm like, God, I just want to be home. I just want to play Nintendo. This would be so much better if I could just mine it in Minecraft and then just make it out of diamonds and stuff like that. It'd be a lot better, Mom. I just want to go home. Listen, to be fair, Minecraft wasn't around then, but I would have <laughs> much rather been playing Minecraft. That's terrible of you. In fact, uh, we still got to get you to play Minecraft. You no, yet. you don't need to get me to play Minecraft. It's like Legos for adults. No, it's not. Not even close. <laughs> Virtual Legos. You don't have adults. to. You don't have to mass produce the Legos in order to build stuff with them later. So you know what? It it rewards hard work. <laughs> no. Okay. My experiences with the library was always we we touched on this briefly. Puppets. Ah, the puppets. Puppets. Yes. Videos. When you couldn't afford to rent uh vhs or something like that from your local video store you could always rely on the library library always had it you might have to like settle for like a couple years old vhs but you found just the most obscure weird titles yeah so i remember like renting a lot of like national geographic videos yep (laughs) stuff like that where it's just like you would watch it and you'd just be like this is the most amazing thing i've ever seen did you know that in borneo they have a monkey with a crazy nose yeah yeah, you would. And then also, boobs. <laughs> yes. I, I wasn't exactly watching it for the boobs back then, but... Oh, I was. Well. Loved me boobs. Good on you, mate. <laughs> That's not a knife. <laughs> oh, JFK's back. He is back. <laughs> you know what really obscure VHS tape that I rented from the library. And in fact, I, it's not me who rented it. It was my dad. I credit my dad to a lot of the weird stuff that I watched and have inherited. He's Both of my parents are weird. I know why I get it. And I married someone weird, so I know why my kid. It's like weirdness passes down weirdness. My dad rented the weird Al Yankovic film UHF. Loved it. And it was, as a child, it was funny but I kept at it, and as I got older, all that did was just age like a fine scotch. <laughs> like, to this day, it's spectacular. The writing in it is brilliant. And I remember watching it as a kid and thinking, oh, this is funny. But as you get older, it still stays amazing. Was was Cheech Marin the guy who had the, was it the Spanish, like, animal show? Yeah. Badgers? Badgers? <laughs> we don't need no stinking badgers. <laughs> And then he's like, he was like, a lot of things that you don't know about turtles is they stick. And he like licks the turtle and throws it up in the ceiling. He goes, poop. <laughs> he's like, see, ha. Today we're teaching poodles how to fly. <laughs> Go, Fluffy. And he's chucking, throwing it out the window, wasn't it? Dogs out the window and they're just falling down and hitting. The... Oh man. The first. The... <laughs> It was the first exposure to Michael Richards. Yeah, it was the first exposure the to Michael Richards. Um, 
one of the funniest lines in it, and it's just so subtle. And he says it, and just be, he's like, he's like eating, he's eating watermelon. And he's like, this is good watermelon tastes like poop. <laughs> it makes no sense. It cracks me up every time. It was my first introduction to Michael Richards. Um, first real like emo I mean, Phillips, as we discussed. Yeah, first, in a yeah, emo one. Phillips that we've discussed in a previous podcast where he saws off yes. his thumb. I think it's on the floor somewhere. <laughs> Just call me Mr. Butterfingers. <laughs> Weird Hell's character is like, oh my God. Blood is just spraying on his face. Anyway, so yeah, the library was was great for that, to find little gems. My little gem that I found. Yeah. I, maybe we talked about this on a previous episode, but Garbage Pail Kids the movie. Oh, God, yeah, that Nightmare Town Oh, that was Garbage Pail Kids the movie. Ridiculousness. But, I mean, it, that was just what you expected when you went to the library. You could just find just the most obscure things. I don't even remember seeing that like on basic cable or anything no. else. No, the only way I saw that was via the library, and it was because my friend rented it because my mom wouldn't let me rent it because we said before that Mama Bonnie was not keen on the Garbage Pail Kids, so no. she wasn't about to let young Frank rent the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Lucas Mucus and Frank Bonnie did not hang out. No, no, no we weren't good bedfellows. Okay. So I didn't play a ton of sports. I did play, I dabbled a little bit in baseball, but I wasn't spectacular. Sure. But what I did like playing was things like wiffle ball. Ah, so you so were a we wiffle ball man. We would do some big time. We would run some serious wiffle ball action in some of the backyards. Nice. Did you ever do any sports like that? Yes, uh, big time into sports, and uh, sometimes we would break out the wiffle ball if we were playing in, say, the yard, because the nice thing about the wiffle ball is it's not going to travel. I mean, you could beat the shit out of that thing, and mm-hmm. it's not going to fly very far. So as a young kid, you could play in your backyard with the fences being, you know, home runs. And yeah, stuff you might like have that. to jump one fence for a home run. What was nice was... I was the kid on the street whose dad played baseball. Like he had, he had played baseball. He was pretty big into it, and we had actual bases, mm. like not just like flat pieces of plastic. These things were bases. Nice. And I would always set these things up whenever we played baseball. It was phenomenal. So we would play a lot of baseball. Uh, that was when we played wiffle ball most more so that we used the bags, or if we went up to uh, the park to play. We also would play baseball in the streets, and we would use we would back it up to the point where the uh, wires would be automatic home runs, like the telephone wires, okay. uh, really far out. However, you did have the ability to rob a home run. So if you knew there's a heavy hitter up there, you could stay back a little bit, and if it went over, but you caught it, it was a you robbed the home run. It was like you know you were Ken Griffey Jr. and oh, you ran Jesus. up the wall, jumped and grabbed it, right? So but funny. really, you're just grabbing it. Uh, and we, um, we, it was pretty intense. We played with a tennis ball and uh, metal bats. Ooh. And uh, yeah, you guys it, weren't messing around. So no, I got pretty vicious. Some... I mean, we even played to the point where we had, a, 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 you know, a catcher behind us. The catcher dropped the tennis ball yeah. on a, a strikeout. You could still try to run and make it there. I mean, we were just kids playing street ball, but we were still following like baseball rules. Baseball rules yeah. to the T. Ghost runners. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Ghost runners, man, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, well, if you're playing three on three and you got bases loaded, hey, ghost runner on third. Totally. 
I we we didn't get into anything that big because we didn't have enough people to manage that type of a like a tennis ball and and yeah. metal bats. No, forget about it. Yeah. But we would do every once in a while some asshole would pull out the big thick plastic bat where it was just like seriously. Yeah. yeah. You can't use that. Yeah, yeah. Because that thing's just going to destroy the wiffle ball. The huge thing that like came with the kids' wiffle ball set, like the just gigantic. Like, there's no way you could even miss the. But wiffle it was ball. like for the toddlers. Yeah, for you the know, toddlers. Yeah, you were supposed My to have first that little tiny, set. like skinny yellow bat. Yep. With that nice little grip at the end of it, that's what you were supposed to use. Yeah. But every once in a while, somebody would pull that out, and I remember specifically one time, somebody pulled out that bat and they went to use it. Yeah. And they swung and they hit the ball, and there was the seam on the plastic bat, and somehow, just karma, the ball wedged right into the plastic bat <laughs> in that seam. The seam opened up, and the ball got stuck right in the middle. So he swung, and he, we we're like looking for the ball, and like he set the bat down, and like where the hell is the ball? And like we look, and all of a sudden the ball is wedged right in the bat. It was awesome. It was so cool. That's outstanding. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I hope that kid kept that bat. No, I think we had, we had to play. Yeah, to that's playing. true. I, I thought at first when you said he hit it and you were talking about the seams, I was suddenly picturing like Benny Rodriguez just just busting the guts. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Benny the Jet Rodriguez just busting the guts out of a baseball on 4th of July while uh, uh, what's his name uh, saying the theme song to Wonder Years. Joe Cocker, Joe Cocker. is singing. <laughs> America. Lad, what'd you do? <laughs> He's singing. America the Beautiful. America! <laughs> America! <laughs> uh, you know, Sandlot, that's a, that's a movie that does remind me of summer, too. Like, I think of summer vacations, I think of Sandlot. I wish my life could be Sandlot. I wish my neighbor were James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, every day I wish my neighbor was James Earl Jones. Be awesome. Yeah. How amazing was summer, though, back then? Like, you see all these. I remember watching Sandlot for the first time and seeing all of those. You know how, especially on the Fourth of July, they showcase it. Like it's there's all these picnic tables out on the street, and all neighbors are oh, like, like sharing food party. and it's like block parties. Yeah, no. And I remember, happen. I remember talking to my dad. Like, did this happen? My dad's like, yeah, we used to have block parties all the time when I was a kid. Like that was a normal thing, and that's doesn't happen anymore. Well, now people just complain about what their neighbors do. Yeah, that's it. Or don't do. That's it. And and God forbid you ever eat anything that your neighbor makes. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, they probably poisoned it. Or maybe they're not sanitary enough, or there's probably germs in there. Earlier in the summer, before I had the guy start mowing my grass again. Yeah. Not a money issue, anything like that. It was just, are we going to go get a mower, or are we going to hire it out again? Yeah. We waited probably till mid-May, and we ended up getting a letter in our mailbox, an anonymous letter, cut your grass. And it was just like, seriously? Wow. Like, I haven't even been in the neighborhood for a year. Like, if wow. you got an issue, like, come and talk to me and just be like, hey, like, you know, is there something going on? Like, my one neighbor last year, uh, he offered, he's like, hey, do you want my lawnmower? So I'm pretty confident that it wasn't him yeah. because he he and I have a good enough relationship where I think he would come and say, so what's going on with the grass? Do you need to borrow my mower or something like yeah. that? No, this was just some dick from the neighborhood who some felt the need bag. to just put a letter in my mailbox saying, cut your lawn. Captain like, Neighborhood walking through, inspecting everything, 
Mind your own damn business. Yeah. Seriously. You don't know what I got going on in my life? I can't stand that. I can, ha- I can have cancer and not, not be able to mow my grass. Yeah, exactly. I don't, but... <laughs> so, you've been waiting for it. Yeah. Pins and needles. We're not quite there yet. God, come on! <laughs> going back to school. Back uh, to school had some preparation involved. To prove to Dad that I'm not a fool. Do you remember going back to school shopping? Yeah, of course I remember going back to school shopping. What did you like or not like about going back to school shopping? Ooh, things I liked. Getting to pick out a brand new... Mother Me Backpack! Yeah! <laughs> Whatever was the new hotness. b one Trapper had to Keepers? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, backpacks, Trapper Keepers, you know, getting a new de- de- Trapper Keeper design. Lunchbox. Lunch boxes now i benefited from this because i was the firstborn child Mm -hmm. so i always had to get the newer lunch boxes and then said old lunch lunch boxes got pushed down to the brothers and they were happiest to get it anyway so it didn't matter but yeah getting a new lunch box with a thermos thermos if you will inside there matching do you remember any of your old lunch boxes I can't. Uh, I, no, I take that back. I do remember one of mine. It was a red Transformers lunchbox. I had a red G.I. Joe lunchbox. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Mine, I do remember it having a Transformers one. One side, I think, had like the G.I. Joe big heavy assault cannon. Yeah. And the other side might have had like a Cobra trouble bubble or something like that. Cobra. Cobra. Trouble bubble. Ah, take to the trouble bubbles. I will keep your hot hot and your gold gold. Damn you, Cobra Commander. <laughs> I just want to supply you with weapons. <laughs> Destro. Destro. Yes, I got you. Uh, yeah, I, I do remember lunchboxes were great. Back to school shopping was great. The certain aspects of back to school shopping. Okay. Things like all the other stuff that you had to get, like the pencils, the erasers, the paper, all that other garbage that you knew was going to be associated directly with schoolwork, that stuff sucked. That was terrible. Trapper keepers were awesome. Trapper keepers were baller. Trapper keepers were awesome. That was an exception. And the other thing that I really enjoyed were folders. Oh, yeah, folders. Like, I love, like, how many subjects do you have? It doesn't matter because there's (laughs) this many folders that I like. I want this folder. I want this folder. Yes. I want this folder. And uh, seriously, you always like went in with the best intentions every year at school. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so organized. Yeah. I've got all I'm... these folders. And that trapper keeper stayed in the bottom of your locker. Like, yeah, till no, freaking no. next year. This folder will be social studies. Social studies. This folder will be history. Home economics. Yeah. <laughs> and that never happened. You know what else I thoroughly enjoyed was clothes shopping. I love. I loved clothes shopping until my mom said, you need to go try it on. Because trying it on was the worst thing Yeah, ever. trying it, it was on was the like, worst. Mom, it's no, going to fit. Can, I, can we just go? We are going to buy it, and we're not going to try it on. Yeah. And then I'm going to be upset because first day of school, I want to wear my Joker shirt. And it's going to be like, no, your fat ass doesn't fit in that Joker shirt. No. No. Yeah, I it closed back to school shopping was great. And we were always buying on a budget. And so I never always got the nicest things, but occasionally once in a while, and it was always back to school, I would be able to get that like one new outfit. Mm -hmm. Or if it was in the later years, as I got older in elementary school into middle school, 
I would be able to buy that one pair of designer jeans. So maybe I'd have a one pair of jabros that I just wore constantly or one pair of guests that I, you know, sat and I, I tight rolled and, and, and wore those. Loved it. I, I think I spent a majority of my budget for the most part, like on sneakers. Ah, like once, once sneakers really hit and they yeah. became a thing, I think the first ones, like before Nike even blew up, I want to say LA gear was a big thing I had to have. Yeah. I remember having to have LA gear and then I remember having to have the Converse revolvers. Do you remember those? No. No, Converse, refresh me on Converse, Converse revolvers. revolvers. They had two versions of the Converse revolver. One was yellow and purple, and that was Magic Johnson's. And then the other was green and white, and it was Larry Bird. Ah, uh, now it's all coming. And I was like, oh my yeah. god, I got to get myself some Converse revolvers. Yeah. And then shortly after that, then like Michael Jordan came on the scene. Spike Lee doing the commercials for Jordan yep. brand. Yep. And I remember like signing up for the nike fan club and yep. it was awesome back then it was free and you got like a it wasn't a real autograph but you got like an an autograph quote yeah. unquote michael jordan picture yep. and they would send you these awesome nike michael Dude, jordan so magazines cool. every like probably so cool. six months or something yeah. with posters in yep. them and the wheaties boxes always had michael jordan posters in yep. them but you could never afford the no. the shoes no no of course not no no I, I remember, I, I want to say my budget for school shopping was usually in the neighborhood of like 100 to $120. I don't even know if I had a set budget. It was kind of just like, uh, you get this one big ticket item and then mm, kind of got to fend for yourself. I yeah, my, my parents were pretty cool about like saying up front, like, this is how much you have, so you can spend it however you want, yeah. but like, just know... If you spend all your money on shoes, you're probably not going to have a lot of money for anything else. I was definitely, I had, my mom was one of those that we went in the, sh we went in the store and we went right to the sale rack. What mm. was on clearance. sale? It was on clearance. What's getting clearanced out? Hey, this shirt looks pretty cool. And I'm like, and I'm looking, you know, right. And I am looking at the, uh, I forget what finals it was, maybe the 1992 finals of uh, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Bulls, Lakers, oh, yeah. like the final shirt, and it had Michael Jordan and Magic With Johnson. With the, uh, the cartoony front. looking, yeah. big head and yeah. the skinny and, and body I'm like, and all that. She's like, that shirt's that shirt's like twenty dollars. Here, I, you can get three shirts over here for twenty dollars. Oh god! You, you can have this old bad boy shirt. <laughs> this is the and and this was and it's the knockoff version. And and here's young me saying. Oh, God, when I get older, I'm never going to do this or buy things on sale. And here's old me, like, looking at a $60 T-shirt. Then I'm like, oh, shit, I can buy these three shirts here. I'm going to go with these three shirts. <laughs> this here, makes much more economic sense. Here's, here's old you. Here, daughter, have this lovely tea party castle birthday party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whereas I could be buying myself, like, the next five years wardrobe <laughs> yeah no exactly uh so let me ask you a question with the whole like back to school or summer vacation and back to school thing when you went on summer vacation was there a set of friends that you just basically kind of signed off on and said mm, not gonna see these people again until school starts 
Like, was there, a, did you ever have that group of friends that there was like a good two and a half month gap in your lives where you didn't see each other again until school started? That would be just about everybody I went to school with because I didn't have friends. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it wasn't until like high school when I started to get a little bit of popularity. <laughs> and I moved out to the country and that was when we established as before. Country strong. You're, you're not fat. You're just country strong. Aw, world's number one sad podcast. <laughs> hey, Debbie Downer. So, I, for me, elementary school was fine. You could keep kind of close, kind of close in elementary school. It was in middle school where Warren got obviously bigger, and you've got merging elementary schools that come into Beer Middle School where I went, and we developed friendships in Beer Middle School. But then there were people that lived like south of. Uh, whatever it is, 696 or yeah. whatever it is, you know, and then uh, people who were north of 696. And it's like those people in middle school, before we have cars or their cell phones, the internet's not readily available. It's like, have a great summer. I will see you in seventh grade. This is so funny because I think you and I probably grew up within like five miles of each other. Yeah, I'm um, sure. So I was like at Shaner and yeah. you were probably closer to what, DeQuinder, Ryan? Or I, yeah, like right that. in 12 and Ryan is yeah. where I grew up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we were literally within probably like four miles of each other. Oh, absolutely. And it was the same thing. I was like right at, it would be 11 and a half. Yeah. I grew up at 11 and a half in Shaner, and I had those friends who were south of 696, yeah. and it's like, how often do you go south of 696? You, like, you don't. As a kid, you don't. But occasionally you would. You'd be like, oh my God, this is like a foreign land. <laughs> it was like, a foreign land. I remember there was like a video store down there that I would bike to every once in a while. Yeah. Like they had awesome videos like to rent. I was just like, oh my God, they have the greatest like horror movie selection here. <laughs> so it'd be like Night of the Demons. I'm like, oh, this is great. I, like, I gotta, but it was like you went to this foreign place to get these crazy things. Yeah, it was, it was just very bizarre. And then all of a sudden it would, it, you know, you go from sixth grade to seventh grade and and especially in middle school there's a lot of evolution that happens in between those grades i mean you you grow up real fast in middle school and so like sixth grade to seventh grade and then it'd be two and a half months where you were just the first day of school you're sitting there and seeing them for the first time there's so much you're catching up on all the albums you were listening to the movies you saw the video games you were playing just there was a whole like just a mulch of bunch of stuff. I remember one of the first things I heard when I was going back to school one year was like, do you know the Fresh Prince is going to have a TV series? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What? You can't. How are they going to do that? <laughs> Made no sense. Makes perfect sense. So now that we're back at school. Yeah. Is there anything you miss most about summer vacations? <sighs> I think just the just the feeling of summer vacations. It's hard to describe it. The feeling you had just knowing that, especially very early on, especially before jobs, there was very little responsibility. The only person you were looking out for was you. And the toughest thing that you had to deal with was whether or not your friends might be able to come out and play that day. Other than that, you didn't really have a, a very strict bedtime. You didn't have a set time that you had to wake up. And when you woke up in the morning, it was like, 
Oh yeah, what am I doing today? You know what I'm not doing? Not going to school. A lot of late nights watching Arsenio Hall back in the day. <laughs> you can do the hand motions at home. Play along. Absolutely. <laughs> there, I, I can remember like trying to make those last few days stretch out as much as I possibly yeah. could and yeah. cramming in as much nothing as possible because I knew that once school started up again, it was going to be miserable. How about that gut punch you felt when you walked into a Target or a Kmart or whatever local store at like the very beginning of August and they had all that back to school school oh, supplies? It's oh. not the beginning of August now. It's like the oh no, I, of July. I saw it just yeah, just I was going to say just the other day I saw it up there. It's so sad. They yeah. they put like grills and stuff like that on clearance at the beginning of July, so they've got more room for back to school. Yep. Depressing. Yep. What's more depressing? Hmm. Going back to school to get your red Voltron line and finding that they paved over the sandbox. What? (laughs) Oh, my. So, wait. (laughs) Yes. That lion is still there? Possibly. Immortalized? Immortalized. In the cement? Yes. I went back to Briarwood Elementary the following year, yeah. going into fifth grade, yeah. with the intent of the first day of school, well, I'll, I'll go and get my red lion back. Yeah. And I went to the sandbox, the sand field there where the red lion would have been, and there was asphalt over it. Oh, no. First of all, I don't know how you managed to go an entire summer without going back and getting that. Like you just left it there. I, I just trusted that it would be there when I got back. Never trust. Never trust the fact that they can asphalt over something. So they just they they paved paradise and put up a parking lot oh, on you, didn't they? So literal. So <laughs> literal. So I had just like this missing Voltron who was never the same after that. And I probably got rid of him, but like God, I wish I had that thing. Actually, with the re-release, with they when they have moved it now to Netflix, yeah, there's actually like uh, another set of lions that you can buy where it forms an Ultron. I'm really tempted. <laughs> I'm really tempted. I'm like, hmm. Mm. They're significantly bigger than the one that I had, mm. but God, it would be so cool. <laughs> it would make up I for that. It, it would. Uh... I might have to do it. You know, I, I can tell you, it might it might patch that hole but it my friend is never gonna fill there's a hole in my heart <laughs> that can only be filled with a red lion <laughs> it's never gonna fill it it'll totally fill it. all right so that brings us to a close for this episode of the nostalgia wax podcast i like that that's fun that right? was fun we kind of we went off in different directions but all around summer vacation and i had a lot of fun Summer fun, if you will. Summer loving, have me a blast. Summer, uh, summer, yeah, summer. Summertime and the living's easy. Ooh, Robbie's on the microphone with us and G. <laughs> summer, summer, summertime. We started summertime. out with that. Oh, hey, did you know that the sample to summertime? Because that that's here it a is, a groove slightly yeah. transformed. That just a bit of a break from the norm. Is sampled from a song, and I can't remember the artist. It's like uh, it's an instrumental, but that is the instrumental that opened and closed. Mm, pillow talk. Oh Jesus! It is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> it's really high like that. Yeah, that's a legit thing. Look it up. Okay. Frank Bonnie is right. Hashtag Frank was right. <laughs> Frank, how can people get a hold of us if they'd like to? Well, you can reach us on the Twitty Twits, the Twitter, if you will, at Nostalgia underscore Wax, right? Yeah, for sure. And Facebook? <laughs> on the Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Nostalgia Wax. You can always read reviews and write your own and subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Search for Nostalgia Wax. Easily accessible. Easily accessible. And leave us some comments. You leave a written review, we will read it. Legit read it. On the air, you can be famous, just like we are. If this episode has proved anything, it's better to hear what you have to say than what we have to say. <laughs> I think lots of episodes have proved that. It's just summer vacation setting in. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, comment on Facebook, comment on Twitter. We're on Twitter a lot. We talk a lot on Twitter. So if you have something to say, if you have any comments about the show, any recommendations, we'll take them into consideration and then poop on them at a later date. Wow. We won't. Poop. Frank might. I will. Okay. Hashtag Frank Poops. Wow. <laughs> Just a lot of hashtags being handed out this evening. All right, Frank. I think it's about that time. Until next time, waxers, wax, wax off. off.